Hello, savvy moms, savvy savers, savvy money makers. How you doing? How you doing? This is Elke, CEO and founder of Savvy Moms Unite, career prosperity catalyst. I'm coming to you um, to talk to you about a topic that um, I think many of us can relate, especially those of us who got a bit of a hustle in us and like to do multiple things to create multiple streams of income in our lives. Um, And just, you know, want to be able to take care of ourselves, take care of our families. I know as a single mom, the hustle in me became even more greater um, and stronger because I, I never wanted to fall on such hard times and not be able to dig myself out of a situation. Um, you know, not be able to feed my daughter at times was really rough and not be able to buy her basic needs was, was a tough thing to face. And so having those really grim moments where like I was down to counting pennies always makes me realize like I can always find a way to create an opportunity to make money. Um, I've never been ashamed to do whatever it takes to make to make things happen in my life as long as it's within reason and and it's legal (laughs) um you know I I try to do whatever I can within my power to do what I have to do when I have goals um and so just thinking about the hustle you know like when people think of hustle, it has so many connotations, right? There's the negative side where people think of illegal activity that's associated with it and the street life. And then there's the other side of it where side hustles have become so popular. Um, pretty much if you go on any social media uh, platform, you can see people promoting their side hustles. It's pretty common um, that someone's got a full-time job and something on the side that they're doing to make extra money, or they have multiple hustles and that's how they make their money. You know, they're doing a rideshare program, they're doing hair in their home, they are creating products from scratch and making it and selling it. Um, they are selling their services, whether that's website um, creation, um, logos, different things. Um, people are doing it to make extra funds. And I'm just excited to see how much more opportunities there are out there to create, you know, multiple streams of income. Like I was just looking on Instagram one day and I see that like, we can now as regular people own vending machines and create opportunities for that to create additional income. Like who would have thought, um, and the investment is not that huge in the beginning, um, real estate, how much easier it is to, to be in the real estate industry than it is, had it been before, like, um, people can buy property and resell it. Um, which is pretty amazing. Uh, so it's, it's, there's so many things out there for folks and no one is like greater than the other. Like, you know, people try to shame folks into hustling when they're doing something that's right and fair for their family. Um, that's not causing any harm or danger to themselves or their family members. Um, they're doing whatever it takes to make, um, ends meet. And so I, I, I bring up this topic because I remember uh, when I first moved to Georgia, um, 
I was unemployed. I had decided that when I moved to Georgia, which is now almost four years ago, I can't even believe it. Back in 2016, um, I, you know, came here with big dreams. I wanted to run my business full time. Um, I wasn't looking to go into a job right away. I never turned down the idea of ever working again. I just didn't initially want to go into a position because I was you know, ready to kind of explore the idea of being a full-time entrepreneur. I had no real clue or idea what that would take. It it took a lot (laughs) to, to one, just kind of get my head around it and also just try to hustle for that money. It was really hard. It took this mental, I had to get used to this mental model that I don't think I've ever had to. Um, You know, I was always someone who had multiple ways to make money. Um, I always found multiple ways. I was the person who would work a full-time job and a part-time job or multiple part-time jobs if needed. I was just that way. And to have to work for myself, get myself to do the things that I needed to do, there was no follow-through if I didn't have to. You know, there was no one standing over me and saying, hey, Elke, you need to do X, Y, and Z. I had to create those those um, accountability moments for myself and find people who would help me be accountable. I was accountable to my clients, of course, but outside of that, there was not really much else that other than me pushing myself to make ends meet. And so when I got to a point where my money, you know, was funny, (laughs) um, I wasn't really making a lot out of the business. I was, you know, running my credit card, uh, and I had just paid off all my debt, um, not all my debt, but majority of my debt by the time I arrived in Georgia. I was the only thing I was paying on was my car note and my student loans. I had cleared my my credit card debts by then. I came with, you know, no zero balances left on the cards and I had really made an effort to pay up everything by the time I came. I didn't have any medical bills that I owed. I made sure to take care of that before leaving um, Massachusetts where I lived. I just wanted to come and not worry about those things in my first six months here. And I, and I didn't until it got to month six and I ran out of my savings. And I was about to be in a situation where I would have start losing things and so I had to start debating does it make sense for me to keep hustling um, with this with this business or do I go to a job and try to maintain both and I decided to work I decided to start picking up some um, at-home jobs so I, I listen I was doing some doing whatever it took and so my sister actually suggested that I look into ride sharing and at first, the only reason I was against it because of safety. I wasn't worried about whether people saw me driving. I didn't care. Me, I wanted to make sure me and my daughter were good. And so it didn't matter to me. I had the car. My car was in good shape. Um, and I needed to start taking care of that payment and the insurance. So, you know, doing the ride share just kind of made sense. So I was like, all right, I'll start driving for Lyft and Uber. And so I started that. Then I started doing um, some, I had two work from home opportunities that I was doing part-time. There was one where I was pretty much a telemarketer selling products that people saw on infomercials. 
um, many of the products, y'all probably heard of them. Um, they shall remain nameless because they don't pay me to advertise. <laughs> but I sold a lot of products um, on, you know, through the through the phone, and I had to follow this. Oh my gosh, it was probably one of the most difficult, frustrating gigs I've ever had. Um, I had to follow this strict, very, very, very strict script and they would record the calls. So if you said anything outside the script, they would tag you basically and have this conversation with you about how you need to stick to the script because that's part of their policy. It was, it was, it was just too much. I don't like to be controlled so much. I don't like someone like watching over me. I hate micromanaging and that was pretty much that job. So and if you didn't sell the product the way they thought you should, they would ding you. It was just, I mean, it was the most frustrating thing, but I did it. I did it for several months. And then I started training to do another work from home opportunity through a company called Arise, where they partnered with de- different um, uh, c- companies and you could do like, troubleshooting for them you could do like desktop type of help for them or you could do helping them book things and so I I was going through that program at the same time so I was doing I was doing um the two at work from home jobs I was also doing Lyft and Uber and I was doing hair (laughs) so I had plus the business y'all plus the business and then even after that, I decided, okay, I need to get something that's more steady. Because with Lyft and Uber, I was in the suburbs of Atlanta. And it was a little harder to make money. Well, the suburbs outside of Atlanta, I should say. So I was a little harder to make money in those areas. I really needed to be closer to the downtown area to see my money like really flow. And so I had the hardest time. And, and then I would have to go far-reaching places. And then I was using gas. So the money wasn't that and wasn't a lot uh, to be made at the time. So I, I was doing it, but I was also trying to make ends meet other ways. And so I had to find something I could do consistently that would at least give me money that I knew would take care of certain bills. And I was also about to take on the apartment that I shared with my ex at the time. And so I needed to be able to pay the rent. So I had to get something steady. Uh, So I ended up working for this private company where I was a job uh, trainer. I was a job readiness trainer. And so I would prepare uh, clients um, who had disabilities for jobs. I would train them on job skills, helping them build their resumes and that sort of thing. So that was, that happened like after nine months I was here, I ended up getting that job. And so I had that, I was working 20, 20 hours on that. And then I was still doing the at home, the two at home jobs, the bit, you know, I had, uh, with the computer and the phone. And then I was doing Lyft on the weekends um, and then doing the business <laughs> and then doing here. So I remember one time being shamed for doing Lyft and it made me feel really bad because I was just trying to make money to feed my daughter. (laughs) As Biggie was saying, you know, in his song Juicy, I was just trying to make money to feed my daughter. I mean, really, that's what I was doing. Um, I was just trying to make money 
and I remember being shamed and um, about it, and I felt so bad. I was like, really? You know, I'm out here hustling. Like, I'm not doing anything harmful <laughs> to myself, and if it's shameful, because, you know, back when I was in mass, I had this big-time job in some people's mind, and it paid good money, and I left to come ride lift and work part-time and get paid far less like how dare I take a step back in life in their minds and to me it was like I was I had some freedom um yes I was working pretty damn hard but at least I had flexibility and I I wanted that that's what I craved that's what I really wanted in my life I wanted the flexibility to really do multiple things and I hadn't given myself that freedom in pretty much my adult life I had really followed the path that everyone thought I should go you know right out of college I um took a job because that's what I was expected to I took you know opportunity after opportunity because that's what I was expected to I was attached to whatever the title that came with that job and so that title made me feel better about myself and when I got to a point in life where I was like, the title doesn't mean anything to me. It really is just a job at the end of the day. My passion lies in so many things and I want to explore those passions, which was teaching and training and helping people with their money. Um, stuff teaching through that teaching through what I had learned. I mean, I incorporated, I have the, I had the opportunity to incorporate my own curriculum that I built around money, basic financial um, literacy into the class I was teaching um, at the job readiness program I worked at. I got to do that. Something that I never thought I'd get to do. And so I enjoyed that period, even though it was probably one of the scariest or roughest time I've had financially, I enjoyed the freedom that came with me being able to do so many things that I just never had the opportunity to do because I was afraid of what people would say. And, you know, being shamed for riding for a rideshare program um, just made me feel like, gosh, you don't get it. You don't really understand what it is to have to hustle. And I have that in me and I'm proud of it. And I still do to this day. I still do multiple things to make money. I don't um, relax on one way and I don't intend to ever. <laughs> I'm always going to be the one looking for that opportunity to to increase my income because a job is never permanent um you know I always tell my co-workers because they always like you know you know th- there's always talk about things happening at work and whether the job's gonna be there tomorrow and people flipping out and wondering if their lives are gonna be destroyed and it will be impacted a loss of income is a loss of income I don't tell anybody I've lost a job and it severely impacted me financially But what I learned in that experience was I always need a way to pick me up and you could always find something else. And I'm never ashamed to find something else, even if it means I have to make less to get where I need to be. Um, I'd rather not, but I'm never going to allow a title to determine who I am. I have a nice title at the current job that I have. It's nice. It's cool. It's a good leadership opportunity but it doesn't define who I am when I come home I take that hat off and I'm somebody else I'm not that person and that's that's 
probably been one of the most freeing things I've ever really done in my adult life. I've, I've had to disconnect in that way because for the longest time, what I was told was, you know, you go and you get this degree and that defines you. Then you go and get this job and this title and that defines you. And then you go and get this thing and then you go get married and that defines you. And then you become a mom and that defines you only. And I'm so many things. I'm so many things. And I'm and I love to explore those things and not feel bad about it. So when you're out there trying to get your money, when you're out there trying to hustle, Don't let anybody make you feel bad for doing something that's really outside the box, that is completely out of the norm. You can do that and explore that and see what it is. If there's something you want to do right now and you have a talent that you want to explore and a hobby you want to take on, go and do that. Like, who cares? Who really, who is paying your rent and your bills? That's why I was like, when when I started to think about it, I was like, the people who are here talking, ain't paying my rent. I never asked them for a dollar a day to help me. They didn't even know half the time what was going on. So their opinion about what I was, my life choices didn't really matter at the end of the day because as long as I was doing whatever it took to take care of my family, that was what I needed to do. And I was pride. I was, I took pride in what I did. I was like, man, I'm a strong woman to have done all those things to still maintain a good and healthy relationship with my child. I mean, I don't know how I did it half the time. Like I look back and I was like, how was I functioning? <laughs> but I, I did it. And, and I'm proud of the work I've done and how far I've come and the work I continue to do to push myself and encourage myself when things seem so like grim. You know, I always remind myself of how mentally strong I am because I went through those periods where I was doing whatever it took. And we we didn't, you know, we didn't, we struggled. I'm not going to lie, we struggled. But we didn't lose everything. We lost some things. I won't lie to you. We lost some things. But we didn't lose everything. I didn't lose my mind. Um, I didn't lose faith. I, I remained very faithful in the process. It was tested. I won't, I won't lie to y'all. My, my faith was tested. And I had moments where I was like, God, why is this happening? And I had to say, you know what? There's a lesson in this. And, and it allowed me to see challenges in a whole different way. So when stuff would happen, I would just be like, you know what? There's a reason. It didn't go the way I wanted it to. Yes, it's disappointing. I'm human. You know, if I if I saw the opportunity that I wanted pass me by and I felt some way about it, that's my human reaction. But what I have to recognize is, okay, that wasn't for me. That was not for me. And I'm good because what's for me will be for me. And I'm going to be in the flow and allow things to happen the way they should, but never give up the fight. So when I want to give up sometimes even on my business because it's not going the way I wanted. I remind myself, you've rebuilt before. You've challenged yourself to grow this business in ways you've never grown. Why would you quit? How many times did you want to quit your job because things got rough and you never did? You always left a job with another job waiting for you. How many times did you 
want to like quit doing one of these side hustles because it just wasn't getting you where you needed to be. But somehow one way you start getting calls to do stuff and you got what you needed. Right. Um, it, we have to have that faith that in those moments of, of disparity, things are coming and things are working. You just got to keep at it. Consistently keeping at something will get you far more results than stopping because you, you hit a wall after a few tries. You know, if, if I gave up, y'all wouldn't know an Elkie. There'd be no Elkie today. I would have long given up on things. I'd be quietly sitting in the background hoping that someone would see me and speak of me. Um, but I, I'm proud to say that in all the ups and downs and the hardships and the craziness of life, I still show up and I still try to do my best to encourage others that these moments where you see the most challenging things happen in your life are, t- are for you to learn a great lesson and are for, is to build. It's either going to build you up or break you down and you have to decide what it's going to do. And I always say, I'd rather it break, break, uh, build me up because if it's going to break me down, then how do I plan to build myself back up? Right. Um, and sometimes we need those breaking points because it's a lesson that lesson is greater in those breaking points sometimes than ever because you saw where it could go wrong and you never want to go there again. And so you find ways to get yourself, prepare yourself for those moments or skirt them, like run from them because you know that's not the place you want to go. I never want to quit. Um, and if I do quit, then I've really sadly disappointed myself. I've never wanted to throw in the towel on anything. I will try, try, try again. Do I do I have moments where I just do want to throw up my hands and say, y'all can have it, I'm done? Sure. Have I given, has I closed my business in my mind several times? Sure I have. Because it's, to run a business is not easy. The, the amount of, I give so much credit and so much, I have so much respect for full-time entrepreneurs, like self self-employed entrepreneurs, people who are running businesses by themselves, literally trying to make it. And you can't do this by yourself. I've learned that rather quickly. I cannot wait to hire people (laughs) and I have to build a business to do that. Right. And so being responsible for other people is scary, but you can't grow a business by yourself. You, You can't do this on your own completely. You need the the vision the the assistance of others just think about how companies are being run look at the company you currently work for if you're working and just imagine how that company will function if they didn't have folks like you if they didn't have uh, your co-workers if they didn't have your boss if they didn't have other people how would this company function they couldn't that's why they have people working there like you they need you. And so if you're someone who's a solopreneur, you got to get out of that mind frame that your business is just going to be run by you and owned by you forever. I want my business to be scalable. I want business to be something I can market and sell one day. Because if a Jeff Bezos or um, other major CEOs had said Steve Jobs and, you know, think, thinking about Bill Gates, all these Beyonce, um, Beyonce has an empire and Beyonce is very, very clear that collaborating with others makes her business run. 
How in the world would they be able to function? We would not know a Beyonce. We would not know a Bill Gates. We would not know a Steve Jobs. We would not know a Jeff Bezos. Amazon would not exist if Jeff Bezos decided to stay in his little cubby in wherever office space he was and say, let me just try to build this myself because this is all I can do. He had to partner with people. He had to collaborate with people to get where he is. All right. And so I, I, I always think about that. I'm like, even with your hustles, your hustles has to eventually require other people, right? You need clients. You probably need assistance if it grows um, bigger than what your client base can handle. Like you can handle when it comes to your client base. Like you, you gotta, you gotta be able to handle the demand. If your demand demand goes high, then you need people to help you with that, right? So I know I'm talking to myself as well when I when I say these things, but. I just imagine that one day, one day I will be on this podcast talking about all the blessings that I've seen and and all the goals that I've realized have come true because I truly kept at it. Even on the days that I wanted to, to just say, I'm so tired. Like today I had a long day at work. I came home later than usual and, um, I was tired. I was mentally spent. It was such a long day. I had very little breaks. But I was still like, no, I got to record my my episode because I promised myself I would do an episode every week. That's been the promise I've made to myself this year. And I'm like, I got to do it. I made this promise. I have to remain consistent. Um, and making that promise to yourself, you have to keep it. Like, if, you, if you're disappointing yourself, how do you expect to uphold your 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 promises and the expectation of others if you can't even do for yourself what you've asked of yourself right um but I appreciate you all I just wanted to just talk about you know like go do something that's gonna make you some money and don't be ashamed of it you gotta do what you gotta do because that's what you gotta do and nobody's nobody gotta know nobody paying your bills nobody know what you got to do to make ends meet it's up to you as long as like I said as long as it's legal ain't harming nobody who's to say you shouldn't do it so this is Elke CEO founder of Savvy Moms Unite Career Prosperity Catalyst coming to you with another live segment lively segment I should say of Savvy Money Moves continue to follow me here on this platform and other platforms that you hear this podcast segment and also if you are a single mom single woman looking to change money in your life join my savvy money mindset group on facebook and follow my page savvy mom unite i look forward to seeing y'all speaking to y'all and connecting with you thanks and take care and have a blessed and wonderful one